Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Ghostly Answer 518. Haven't been able to be out on any investigations lately, so while we're all in quarantine until this whole thing is lifted, but I'm not getting into politics here, I might decide at least this time share a little bit of New York history that I seem very interesting and not many people really know about unless they really research this. Um, I know it's been a while since I did a podcast, so I figured I'd do one. So the topic of today's uh, podcast, today's show, is the Utica, um, the Utica Beds. Now, the Utica Bed was designed... In Osley, Utica, New York. And it was used in psychiatric asylums, sanitariums, um, almhouses, um, those type of poorhouses back. I would, in the late 18, early 1900s. Um, they were made in Utica, New York, like I said. They started out off in the Utica Psychiatric Center. And a little bit about the Utica Psychiatric Center. It was also known as the Utica State Hospital. And it opened in January 16th, 19, uh, 1843. It was the first... New York State's state-ran facility to designed to help the mentally ill, and the first such institutions in the United States. It was originally called the New York State Lunatic Asylum of Utica. Now I'm going to read you a little history on it. All right, I'm just giving you a background history of where this all started. Then I'll get more into what the bed was, or the Utica crib, or whatever. You know, there's different names of the Utica bed, the Utica crib. We'll get into that more. I'm going to give you a little history of the Utica Psychiatric Center, Utica State Hospital. The original plans. For hospital include four identical buildings set at right angles to one another with a central courtyard due to the lack of funds. Construction was halted after the first building was completed. This building, old the old main building, stands 50 feet high, 550 feet long, and nearly 50 feet in depth. There are six Greek-style columns that decorate the front of the old main building that are 48 feet tall. And each has an eight-foot diameter. The quickly filled the hospital filled quickly, and more beds were needed, so the building was enlarged. The additions of the wings on either end. These wings opened in 1846 and in 1850. The accommodations were listed as 380 single room for patients, 24 for attendants, 20 dormitories for, for each, accounting from five to 12 persons. 
accommodating 5 to 12 persons. 16 parlors or day rooms, 12 dining rooms, 24 bathing rooms, 24 closets, and 24 water closets. Which are another name for a bathroom. The hospital's first director was Amir Brigham. Amir Brigham believed in labor as the most essential of our curative means. According, accordingly, patients were encouraged to participate in outdoor tasks such as gardening, handicrafts such as needlework and carpentry. Brigham also introduced an annual fair at the hospital to display and sell items created by the patients. The first fair in 1844 raised $200, which went toward an addition to the library, musical instruments, and greenhouse. <laughs> Some of the sounds inmates also printed a newsletter called the Opi, Opal, yeah, Opal, which contained articles, poems, and drawings produced by the patients. In 1852, Old Man's first floor, Old Mains, sorry, I keep seeing Mains, I don't know why, Old Mains, First floor stairway caught fire. Patients and staff were safely evacuated, but a firefighter and doctor were killed while trying to salvage items from the building. The entire center portion of the building was destroyed. Four days after the fire at Old Main, a barn on the asylum ground caught fire. William Spears, a convicted arsonist, a former patient and sporadic employee, was arrested after admitting to setting both fires because he was angry with his supervisor. Now, there was the American Journal of Insanity. In 1844, Brigham found the first English-language journal devoted to the subject of mental illness, the American Journal of Insanity. Brigham was the editor-in-chief, and the journal was printed in the Utica State Hospital printing shop. After Brigham's death, the journal became property of the hospital. In 1894, the American Medico-Psychological Association bought the journal for $994.56. The book was later named, later named the American Psychiatric Journal. Now, for the main thing what we got, for, we're going to start going into what I, the main topic of what I wanted to do, which is the Utica crib. But that just gives you an idea of where they started again at the Utica Hospital. I want to give you a little background on that. And now the Utica crib or Utica bed is was bed that was used to restrain patients. Brigham disliked the current practice of using chairs to restrain patients and invented the Utica crib as an alternative. The Utica crib was an ordinary bed with a thick mattress at the bottom, slabs, slats on the sides, and hinged top that could be locked from the outside. It was 18 inches deep, 6 feet long, 3 feet wide. Door, doctors used the Utica crib to control and calm patients who were out of control. Now, there was a lot of reasons why patients were out of control. Patients would be out of control because they had learning disabilities, and in that time, patients, the doctors did not know, understand what learning defects were. They were, anything could have been labeled as being, um, what caused a patient to get out of control. You had learning disabilities, you had, um, psychiatric disabilities like schizophrenic, um, you had 
things like autism that people didn't know how to deal with. You had mentally challenged people. Because um, I don't like to use the word retarded. You had mentally challenged people. Um, you had people who have been in traumatic um, incidents that happened to them. And they would suffer from things like PTSD, battle fatigue, shell shock, things like that, that all means different things. So depending on what it was back then, is it was another term for PTSD. Um, you had wives that were trying to fight the system because their husbands died and they were taken away from their family. You had you had a lot of things that would cause a patient who was put in these poorhouses, these sanitariums, asylums. You had a lot of patients who their sickness. Dementia, uh, Alzheimer's that doctors didn't know about, loss of blood, and people didn't know there was internal bleeding. You know, um, there was a lot of reasons. So, doctors used these Utilcab beds or cribs to control comp patients who were being out of control. The use of the beds was widely criticized. I don't know if they were, they say that some patients found it to have important therapeutic value, but I don't really know how true that is. What do they mean by therapeutic value? Eventually your body's going to get tired. You're not going to fight anymore. You're just going to fall asleep. If that's what they mean, all the thing about it, if you're sitting screaming, trying to get out of this coffin like bed, your body's going to get tired. You're going to do lack of oxygen in the brain. You're just going to be tired and fall asleep. So what they might have thought was important therapeutic value, these patients were actually just tired. But that's just my opinion. Um, a patient, they say that patients who were in the Utica bed for several days commented that he had felt rested, that he had rested better. Um, in February 1878, Edinburgh Medical Journal, Dr. Lindsay and other physicians at the Murray Royal Institute at Perth recommended a Yukon crib. Lindsay stated that the bed was Practical and safe to patients. There could be a whole bunch of debate about that. However, Dr. Hammond and Dr. Mercy of the Utica State Hospital attacked the Utica crib. My cert stated that the crib is at most barbarous and unscientific because there's already a tendency to determine the blood to the brain. And excited forms of insanity which released by her horizontal position in a crib and the struggles of the patient. Meiser also compared the Utica crib to a coffin which I just explained earlier. I, I just explained to you guys earlier. Hammond stated that sometimes patient dies from being in the Utica crib. Some of these deaths occurred while attendants thought the pet 
the patient was out of control when, in fact, they were having a heart attack, a stroke, or some type of serious health problem. Again, I stated that earlier before I even, you know, looked further into this article. On January 18th, 1887, with the help of George Alder Blummer, all Utica cribs were removed from the Utica State Hospital. Now, the Utica Hospital was later shut down um, in 1977. The last patients were transferred to other care facilities, and the hospital was closed. Today, it currently is now unoccupied, run-down building that's being used as records archives for the New York State Office of Mental Health. Other, more, more modern buildings... On the largely property, on the large property, are in use for psychiatric and other medical care. It has been known as is it has been a national historic landmark since 1989. So that gives you a little background of the Utica State Hospital and the Utica Cribs, and some of the doctors who were there and what they had. seen and what they have used what what they have noticed when they used believe it or not there's really not much about Utica beds um they they are very interesting to look at I I silently just if you're interested in paranormal and And you like going to former poorhouses, psychiatric houses, psychiatric hospitals. And I would highly look into, you know, seeing what these things are. I'm trying to give you as much information as I can about them. Um, Yeah, they were used in the 1800s. For, believe, through helper strain. Psychiatric patients. I wish I could show you guys a picture of them, but, you know, this is a audio podcast, so. But, that's way I could describe what they look like, and the articles usually explain what they look like. It looks like a crib, a baby crib. For that an adult can lay in. Um, it's held up by uh, almost like a hydraulic stand, like you would see on a car, your car hood. And it opens up almost like a piano top. Um, it's all rails, it's all flat pieces of lumber with rails, dollies, or whatever you want to call them. Um, very sturdy. Probably by, They probably use 4x4s four as the legs. Pull it up. 
Um, like I said, it had mattress in it, but in one of these pictures, in, in an 1880 picture um, of the Utica crib that I'm looking at, it's an 1880 Utica crib that were using inmates of the Willard in 1870 to 1900. Um, they look very uncomfortable. And you can see why and how a lot of patients would freak out in these. Look at another one from the Hudson River State Hospital, 14 decades of fourteen decades of mental, I guess, help or mental study. So I can't see the rest of it. Another picture of one. I need a crib. They're they're very interesting to look at. They don't, they weren't used that long, apparently. Like I said, I can't really show you guys a picture of them, but you'd be more glad to go look them up. There were other pictures of other type things that were used during treatment of mental illness that looked similar to the Hedekaved. Trying to find out what it's called. This is a clip that I'm listening to about Renaissance I guess I was opening something. That was all on the Oklahoma State Psychology Museum.
so even it looks like even in the Renaissance or medieval times, they looked like they had some type of Utica beds, something similar to a Utica bed. But I can't find anything that really supports that. Which is kind of interesting. The picture of you to commit is actually really quite interesting. It's, it's, I like really wish I could share it. And I wish I could give you more information, but I figured I'd give you a quick little, you know, podcast about it. Some of the designs that I'm seeing, they had, um, Slated tops. They had open. They had dollar, doll or dolls tops. Um, some were curved tops. Some were just straight. Some had flat suits going across the head and the bottom, like headboards. Some had just had the doll, dolls, dolls. Another way to look, think of what they look like is just see-through um, toy chests. display cabinet very thin display cabinets some of them look like um Vietnamese cages that you'll see probably kept, POWs were kept in during the uh Vietnam War type era Um, some of them are metal that I see. Other variations that I still have the mattress in them. Sometimes we'll put chains on the patients. They sometimes use straight jackets, waist restraints. With these patients some of these Utica beds had slabs very like one by three slabs instead of dolls because this look like big chests those chests he would put in. Some of them were like chicken coop type size. They had chicken wire laying on slabs. Some of them actually looked like chicken coops. So it, it's pretty interesting. Depending on what state hospital you went to, or mental health hospital, or anything like that, they had all had their versions of the Utica bed or Utica crib, and 
it's it seems very I don't know at that time it seemed like it was used to use useful to use but it's pretty much like a cage it's a cage for the patient No, I have a whorehouse I like that's near me. I like to go visit, but it's still being used as a a mental health building. They don't obviously lock patients up in there anymore. There's a bunch, a bunch of offices of counselors and stuff like that. But I've heard a lot of a lot of um, stories about it. So I, I like to check that out whenever I get um, I ever if I ever get the chance, but. We'll talk more about those type of things later in the 518. Especially, I want to talk about the one near me. This was just like I said about the Utica bed and how interesting it was. I didn't really... I wish it was longer. I wish I could talk about more. But unfortunately, I can't. That just gives you an idea of what a Utica bed was. I thought I'd be able to give you more on it, and I'm sorry about that. They were just pretty much, like I said, restraint cribs or beds. They looked like some there were various between looking like cages to chests. Um, they said some they had mattresses in them. It's actually quite heartbreaking. So, all right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. My name is Jason Dirkman. I'm part of, you know, Kirkman Investigations of the Paranormal. You can check this out on Facebook, Instagram. We got Twitter. You know, maybe occasion, maybe we'll get a Snapchat or TikTok soon. I don't know. I'm not really looking forward to those social media. I don't see the concept of those yet. Um, but again. I'm Jason Kirkman, the founder, a founder, uh, lead investigator, PR person, you know, multiple titles, um, case manager.
of Kirkman Investigations in the Paranormal Society. Enjoyed having you guys here with us today. And again, I'm sorry it's just such a short brief about Utica Cruz, but I wanted to get that out, you know, the, the history out there. Not many people know about them or what they were called. So thank you again for joining me. Hope you guys have a blessed day. Stay safe. And peace.